1: Cherry's World is brought to you by Less Is More Events. Get line.
2: Welcome to Cherry's World.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Cherry's World podcast. I am extremely excited about today's show, and it's because we have our first female athlete in the house. Right now she is number 70 in women's tennis. That is 70 out of 2,000 other players. She is at the U.S. Open and she took some time to talk to us about how the U.S. Open, tennis, and COVID are all working together to try to give us what we want. Without further ado, please welcome Miss Sasha Vickery.
1: This is Cherry's World.
0: Making Memory Sale Series. It's a sale that allows families and people in our communities in any city, state, or showtime to attend a series of events at a lower price than most. Such as like the Trolls Live, Disney on Ice, the Universal Soul Circus, Concerts, Sports, and more. Contact Less Is More Events at 202-930-3533. Again, that's 202-930-3533. Visit the website, getlimetickets.com. They're on social media, Facebook, IG, Twitter, less is more events. Get out and lime. if you're listening to cherry's world podcast on apple Podcasts and itunes please give us a five star let us know what you think leave us a review i want to hear from you thank you
1: would you like to advertise on cherry's world and have your product placed on cherry's social media for the world to see email us now at cherry's world podcast at gmail.com for low introductory rates Cherry's World Podcast. Get heard.
2: Welcome to Cherry's World. I am happy
0: to show you guys the best thing to come out of 2020. It's called The Stress Phone. It's a cool new stress reliever with a digital link to the emotional healing box. You can get yours today at StressPhone.com. And by the way, The Stress Phone is a Black-owned business. So, Thank you so much for coming on our show. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I know it's crazy times right now. What is going on with tennis and COVID?
2: Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so I just got to the U.S. Open yesterday and obviously I got the wild card so I'm in the tournament and I'm going to start in a couple of weeks Um, but you know since I got here I had to get tested twice already and it's every four days and it's pretty much the same thing as the other sports you're in the bubble and you know you can't leave you can't go out anywhere you have to stay put other than you know the hotel and the court so you know it's weird and it's going to be weird you know not playing in front of fans and it's different but you know, everybody's in the same boat.
0: <laughs> now I hear that you guys are allowed to travel with like immediate family and a coach. Yes. Oh. So who's
2: in the bubble with you? So I'm actually here with uh one of my best friends. My mom didn't come this time. She normally travels with me, uh-huh. but she would have struggled in the in the bubble, I think. It's it's not for her. She likes to go out and and you know, you know, meet up with friends and, and we have a lot of family in New York. So she was just like, I'll miss this one. So I'm with my, my coach, my fitness trainer, and my friend.
0: Wow. So how does that... Okay, so I'm a mama's girl, right? Yeah. And I think my mom has been at almost every show that I've ever taped, except for when she was sick, or mm-hmm. my grandmother was sick and she couldn't be there. Yeah. I think that's going to affect your game? Mm,
2: I thought about it a little bit at first, because, you know, she doesn't come to every single tournament, but she's there for most of the big ones. Um, but in this particular situation with the COVID, it was, you know, it's very, the guidelines are really, really strict and, and, you know, we, we just kind of be stuck together every single day and for, you know, we wouldn't be able to leave and go out. So instead of us like bumping heads, I was like, okay, this time I'll just, you know, kind of take a different route and just go with my coach trainer and, and a friend of mine, you know, whereas if uh, she was here, you know, we'd go out to dinner and we'd see family and it'd be a different dynamic, and you know, we just figured this time she'll, she'll stay home. I understand. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> out of your head.
1: Yeah. Uh, you say you get tested. How many times?
2: So I actually had to get tested twice before coming here, and then as soon as we get here, you have to do a test immediately, and you have to stay in your room for twenty four hours until you get the result. And then once I got the result, which I did this morning and it was negative, I have to go back tomorrow, get another one. And from then it's every four days until the event starts on 31st. They,
1: they jammed that thing in your nose. Yeah, they put it all the
2: way up there and all yeah. the way in your thoughts, like Drake said, literally.
1: Your <laughs> way to do that yet. Yeah,
2: yeah I- it's, it's hard. It's not comfortable and um, it, it's not comfortable. It's not fun, but it's just what we have to do, unfortunately.
0: So you've been in your room for twenty four hours. When yeah. does your training start? Because you still have to work out. You still have to train mm-hmm. When does that start?
2: yeah Yeah, well, I can start from tomorrow. I can start my training and do everything normal um, as long as my tests keep coming back negative. Um, but there's everything in, in the bubble you know there's the uh, gym, restaurant, uh, recovery room, massage um, you know every kind of, all the players are staying here in one place. So it's, it's just a massive bubble and everything is inside. And when you go to the site, it, everything is regular, like every single year with the U.S. Open. It's just that there's, you know, there's not really any people there and it's a little bit restricted with the rules. That's the only difference.
0: Wow, that's hard.
2: Yeah,
0: Are you, are it's you Like what happens? Like I never played sports, right? But yeah. as an I know when I walk in there's a certain energy that you get from the audience being there I don't know anxiety or excitement what do you feel when you like step onto that court and is it going to be different now because there's no audience yeah it
2: it is crazy and New York in particular there they have one of the most um involved crowds so when you're an American player like they get behind you they you know they cheer and they make noise and when the top players play Serena Venus and, you know, um, Sharap, all these players, they literally have gotten through matches because the crowd gives them that energy. Like the, the crowd here is like no other Grand Slam that I have played. So that was the only thing that I was like, man, I'm going to really miss that this year. Because every time I play, I have a massive fan base that comes out to watch me play. And, you know, being from my family's from Guyana, there's a lot of Guyanese people, Caribbean people in New York, and they all come out every year just to watch me, you know, with the flags and stuff. And it is something that I am going to miss. But at least I'm just happy we, we get to play, to be honest.
0: Please know that we're still over here screaming. And <laughs>
2: <watching>. <laughs>
1: Thank, <laughs> you. Thank you. Players, uh talk. Some of them have been talking about how tough the bubble is. hmm you said it has restaurants, and I see they don't talk about that kind of stuff. So, what, what is, is the bubble really that bad?
2: Well, I've, obviously, I've only been here two days now, but it's not bad at all. It's you know, it, you know, like I said, there's restaurants downstairs. They have like a game room, uh, a recovery room where you could sit. And right now, they have uh, like food trucks outside that you can go and eat from. Um, so, for me personally, it's really not bad because I I like to stay in the hotels anyway during tournaments. And it's, they
1: literally have everything here that you need. So you're not just restricted to your room?
2: No, no, no. You can go. You can walk anywhere you want inside within the hotel. Like, there's even outside areas that, you know, right now, like with the restaurant that's downstairs, it's an outside area. You can walk around and, and uh-huh. do whatever you want. You just cannot leave the premises. Let can... me
0: let me make this plain for Courtney, too. Yeah. The men are focused. Men are focused.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not going to be we're not going to be sneaking in players in disguise. Uh I don't know. I I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that one. We're a little bit more focused maybe.
1: But how long you got to be stuck there? How long you going to be there for?
2: I'm just here for as long as I keep winning. I'm I'm here so, you know, hopefully I'm here for a long time. Uh but for right now the tournament's on the 31st, so it's kind of, you know, we had to come really early, but at least we get to train and you know get like preparation done before
0: she going to be there for the long haul. Yeah.
1: Yes.
2: <laughs> you, don't think, you,
1: don't think, and you don't think after one of them long hard workouts or you know you're going to need some stress relief you're going to be like man I wish. I mean we all human men and women we oh, all Yeah. You're gonna yeah.
2: Take a nap and a shower and go home Yeah, and- no I get it. Don't don't get me wrong. It is tough and especially like I said in New York like I love this city. I love going out to eat and You know, after, like, a long practice day, it's nice just to go down to Times Square. Um, But I think, like, mentally, everybody's just, like, prepared for it. We already know what's coming, so we just have to adapt. And like I said, I think everybody's just so happy to be somewhere and, like, playing than, you know, rather being at home. Like, me, I was ready to leave home, so. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I
0: have have a question. With this whole new revolution that is going on in the world right now, like, Tony has been brought can mm-hmm. you tell us about what it's like to be a black woman playing tennis
2: um you know I definitely growing up i've I've had my challenges like i've I've faced a lot of racial discrimination I've been you know kicked off tennis courts before um saying that I don't belong there. I've played matches where I had people scream you know monkey at me and you know make sounds at me and um, but luckily I have a very, you know, thick skin and that stuff doesn't affect me. Um, whereas, you know, somebody else that might not be like that, that might really affect them. So luckily I have that. Um, and it, it is challenging because there's not that many of us. And, right. and, you know, sometimes it is, it is very clear that we are treated a little bit differently. You know, you can see it, you can feel it, you know, when, you know, you're at restaurants and stuff, the you know.
0: I'm not even how people
2: talking. approach you. It's it's just different.
0: I'm not even talking about restaurants. Like I I've seen firsthand yeah. how you guys are treated on the court as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not talked about. For whatever reason, racism in tennis, I know they try to keep it proper. They mm-hmm. just it's not something that's out in the open. Yeah. Do you feel with everything that's going on right now that there might be some things that are going to happen even within the bubble or has it already occurred, you mm-hmm. know, in the bubble, like what is going on? Where's your mind? I know that you have thick skin, so you're not going to let it affect you, but I yeah. think people do need to know that it does exist. It's just because it's not talked about within tennis, does it? Mm-hmm. it
2: happen? Yeah, no, definitely. Most definitely. Um, It's something, like I said, it's not talked about because there just aren't that many of us um, you know, there's only maybe eight of us on the tour, um, and it, and it is hard. It is hard, you know, playing matches. And when you feel like you're already like, you know, people are kind of already against you, it is, it is a hard pressured feeling. And I think with everything going on right now, it is making people a lot more aware and, um, you could kind of feel like a shift in people's energy and their spirits a little bit, like, uh, some of the black players are wearing like the black lives matter. Like I'm going to be doing for the, the when I go out for my match, I'm going to be wearing the t-shirts and everyone in my team will be wearing it. Um, yeah, but, <laughs> but, um, yeah, you can feel a shift and I think people are starting to kind of understand like what's going on and starting to pay more attention to it.
0: That's nice. Cause that hopefully that'll bring on a change. That's
1: crazy. Yeah, she, She's born, she was born in 1995. And <laughs> that, you're, that you're talking about the same stuff that, you know,
2: author ash probably
1: author yeah author ash went through like Mm -hmm. makes no sense right yeah Mm
2: -hmm. well a lot of it's just it's one of those white collar sports you know unfortunately and it's just not talked about enough and um that's been one thing that has been very important to me is i use my platform to talk about everything that's happening or everything that i'm feeling and i don't shy away from it
1: can I expand on what Cherry asked you? Because I, I forget the, the young girl's name, but the, the, she was real and she was in the Olympics and everybody, mm-hmm. and it mostly came from us. They kept mm-hmm. criticizing her hair and all that kind of stuff. I forget. Maybe how,
2: Gabby what, Douglas?
1: That's what you're talking about, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. How much pressure is it on you as far as not just worrying about your game, but now you got to worry about your appearance and- Right. Like, how much, And they, and you don't hear about that with your counterparts as much.
2: Right. Yeah, you know, it's just unfortunate. And then I think, especially like black women in particular, there's always kind of like a stigma. Or, you know, I just feel like it's always a little bit more difficult for us. And, you know, it's one thing to already be worried about, you know, matches and competition. And, you know, it shouldn't matter what your hair looks like, or what anything looks like, It, it should, you know, you should just be focused on your game and how you're playing. But and it is unfortunate that you know, that's the first kind of go to. Then you know, this girl won like medals in the Olympics and people were talking about her hairstyle, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. How but <laughs> well, first of all, as a female athlete, like what yeah. do you expect you to do? You go sweat your hair out. Yeah, you're gonna sweat your <laughs> hair out, like you're out there in a hundred degree weather, like you're not gonna come out like with perfect makeup, eyelashes, hair, like it's just impossible. And
0: please don't I let I that mean... affect you. I will troll your <laughs> All day. They're going to have to come to big sis first. Because that's <laughs> the last thing that we are worried about. But it's sad because that's true. But Venus and Serena, I mean, mm. they've got so much scrutiny over things. that doesn't even make sense. Right.
2: Yeah.
1: It came from us. That's what makes it bad. Yeah.
2: And it comes from Black people. And that's the crazy thing where it's like, you should be so happy that, you know, we have like two of the greatest athletes on the planet and and it's like here we go with <laughs> something that's like so irrelevant you know with everything that they're doing
0: well i'm i'm manifesting that's gonna be you you gonna win <laughs> <it>? <laughs>
2: thank you no thank, thank you. you
0: but don't look don't get big headed and forget about us though okay no i'm so happy
2: you guys had me on here oh my god
1: this is cherry's world I right let's take the time out to talk about one of our new sponsors this week do you know anyone with less than perfect credit and looking to make an additional income working from home, then you need to talk to Herschel Miller. In less than five minutes, learn how to change your financial future forever. You can reach Herschel direct at 480-453-9345 or by email at teamdestiny623 at gmail.com follow herschel on instagram at mr h miller and use the promo code cherry get ready to change your financial future forever what drew you to tennis when you were young
2: um so i've always just been really active i've always liked sports and Um, I kind of started by accident when I was younger like I was just at a dollar store with my grandma and I saw a racket and I you know she bought it for me and I was hitting against the wall at my house and it was really just an accident how it happened and you know my mom was like okay like I'll just put you in tennis lessons and I, I was just it was really natural for me I just loved it right away and I got really good quickly and and it was just something I picked up immediately.
0: Oh no, baby, that's not an accident. That's divine intervention. That was Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, everything happens for a reason. So it wasn't, you know.
0: (laughs) Oh hey, grandma, bought her baby a racket.
2: Look what she Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she bought me my first racket and and uh, my grandma actually used to travel with me throughout my teenage years um because my mom was working a lot you know she's a single mom and she had to work and my grandma was traveling with me up until I was 14 and then you know she got older and she's slowing down um but yeah
0: (laughs) that is so beautiful me and my grandma had a good connection so I think that's the sweetest thing in the world to hear
1: yeah
2: yeah we're super
1: close make me know your mom because Paula Liverpool I heard that how do I know your mom
2: um, you just may have read maybe thing like maybe you've read something with her name in it, or yeah. you know, when I do interviews and stuff, they kind of talk about like uh, the story how I got to where you know, you know being professional. Yeah, and she was a single mom and she worked three jobs and you know just to put me through tennis. So maybe you've seen something or read something yeah, I was somewhere say, along. Said,
0: oh, mom champion, because tennis is not a cheap sport.
2: Mm, <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> Not. Not at all. <laughs> so it's expensive.
0: It's very expensive. For yeah. Those other single parents out there who have a mm-hmm. young kid who's interested in tennis, can you just give them some pointers of how it won't be so expensive and what they can do to like cut down the cost and what kind of cost that they should even be thinking about before? Because that's one of the things. Look, my kid does taekwondo, my right. kid does soccer, and sometimes she do ballet, but she keep quitting. So I don't know. Yeah. But right. before we start these things, I'm always like, okay, Taekwondo is how much a year? Right. So, how much to play? How many seasons? Just for? Can you can you estimate kind of that for parents?
2: So, I guess it depends on the level, you know, of the kid. Obviously, like for me as a professional, I have more expense because I have a coach, a fitness trainer. And I have to pay um, tennis is, is nothing is guaranteed in tennis. It's not like football or basketball where you have contracts and you're paid a salary. Everything you make, it's, it's just based off performance. So if you win, you're making money. If you lose, you're not making any money. Um, nothing is guaranteed. Everything is out of pocket. Um, everything you pay for is out of pocket. And I think that's the one thing people don't realize or, or they don't know. Um, it's, you know. It's simple. If you're losing, you just don't make any money. And so for me right now, I would probably say, and this is me, like for me growing up, you know, coming from really humble beginnings, my mom always found the cheapest routes. She used to be a flight attendant. So I would fly on standby on her, you know, tickets. She knew uh, my uncle worked at the Marriott. So I would always get a discount, but this was literally saving in everything that we could. And even now I probably spend, I want to say a hundred thousand a year a lot with expert expenses and that's like all coming out of pocket like prize money everything and your
0: mom was resourceful that's what white people do
2: yes (laughs) go yeah
0: a hundred thousand dollars a year
2: yeah easily and that's with the cheapest like airbnb you know with the flight benefits the discounts um the coach you know paying my coach my fitness coach it's expensive and people don't realize.
0: <laughs> Put me up on game though, because I, yeah. did. I for, for all these years. Yeah. I'll play so hard. <laughs> right. Because you got to play to eat. Literally.
2: literally. You're playing for your livelihood out there, literally.
0: I, I don't know why I thought that. I knew there was prize money. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I wasn't that naive. I knew there was prize money, but I thought there was like a base pay.
2: Mm-mm. Yeah. If you don't pay, you don't make a dollar. It's that simple.
0: That makes your money so much more important.
2: Exactly. Yeah, that's why I have to watch. And, of course, you have, like, you know, I have a few sponsors. I have a racket deal, you know, and I'm with Fila. So those things help. But a majority, if you're not ranked within the top 150 in the world, you don't make enough money. You don't make any money. Um, You can't fully support yourself playing tennis. It's impossible.
0: Wow. You lose money
2: every week, pretty much.
0: But thank God. What are you ranked at right now? Because I know you guys, rankings change, right? Right. Every week. Yes. And is that something that you watch? And does that bob? Like, okay, this is a three-part question. What yeah. Do you-, do you watch your rank go up and down, and does it drive you insane?
2: Yeah, that's another thing. Because with tennis, um, your ranking fluctuates because you have to defend points. Yeah. You know, every year. So the however well you do, if I make semifinals of U.S. Open this year you have to do the same thing next year or you lose all the points
0: when you make, when
2: you make. <laughs> when Let's, let's speak that into existence. Yeah. Um, but then, it, and it is, it is nerve wracking because, you know, your ranking determines, you know, mm-hmm. if you could play higher level tournaments where you make more money and you make more points or as opposed to playing the lower level ones where you have to literally claw your way through to get to the higher, the higher events. So my highest ranking was 70 and I was there for a year And I got to play in all of the big events, but I got injured and you drop back a little bit and you have to fight to get back up. So it's always an up and down kind of thing. I'm sorry,
0: Courtney. I just got to ask, okay, your rank is 70, which is phenomenal for people that don't know. Can you explain to them your 70 out of just, I know you don't even know the amount of women in your division, Mm. but if you had to estimate, what's the estimate of women, so that people understand how
2: phenomenal that is. So, I mean, there's probably 2,000 women in the world that have a ranking, like an actual ranking, but there are million there are millions of people that play tennis. I mean, <laughs> there are like a ton of people that play tennis all around the world from every country.
0: But that's 2,000 and
2: she's seven. <laughs> yes, uh, 2,000 women, and that's the highest level of athletes, you know.
0: I used to always cry for y'all when
2: y'all
0: won and when y'all lost. I'm going to be crying even harder now that I understand more with that. Yeah.
2: Right. It's, and it's hard. It's hard. It's a struggle. I mean, to be honest with you, if I, you know, in the future, if I have kids, I don't know if I'll put them into tennis because it is, it takes its toll. You know, I'd love for one of my kids to, you know, play tennis and I'd be able to, you know, walk them through and, and then teach them Different things about it, but if I knew like the toll it would have like taken to literally make it there, it's it's hard. It's difficult, you know. You, it's cute. In
0: actuality, I poured me a drink. Right.
2: <laughs> exactly. So, you know, it's great if you know your daughter wants to play and everything. I'm not trying to scare you off of it or anything. It's you know, but it's just <laughs> I, I felt and even my mom would say, like, you know, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Um but you know, it has its rewards. You know, from it, I have a great life. I get to travel all around the world. You know, I do. I do well for myself, and I get to support myself at twenty-five. You know, I bought my first house. Um, so you yes. know, I'm. You know, there's some positives that come out of it too. After years and years of hard work. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> do you play just singles, or do you play partners? What's it called when you play partners? doubles? Doubles. Yeah, there you
2: go. Yeah, I play singles and doubles. Okay. I play both, but singles is my main event.
1: If you could pick a partner for doubles, any any person, who would it be? One person you can think of.
2: Mm, let me see on the women's. It'd probably be Venus. Um,
1: Venus over Serena?
2: Yeah, Venus is just, she's just cool. Like, she's just, you know, I practiced with her before in um, up in Palm Beach where she lives. And I've known them since I was younger. But Venus just has this cool, relaxed, you know, just, she has this great energy. Like, she's just very nice and very genuine. Um, Serena's also really nice, but, you know, she's just more, you know, she has that more a tiger. kind of block everything out tiger, which yeah. is why she's, you know, so great. But, you know, Venus, she just has this, like, humility about her that's really, really cool. And, you know. She's got really cool. that
0: big sister vibe.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: And they've been playing forever, and it looks like they're not going to stop. How long do you see yourself uh, playing tennis?
2: I probably – I'd see myself playing for at least another 10 years because now people are playing a lot longer. Mm. Um, before, you know, girls used to retire at, like, 25, 26. Sure. Uh, yeah, because, you know, just the technology, you know, with everything, with the injuries, and now, you know, they have the best – you know, recovery equipment, and there's just so many more options that they had before. And you know, the diet is different, so people are like playing longer and longer. But I don't know how long they'll play. They're they're still going, but I don't know. I don't know how much longer they have. It's <laughs> getting tough out here.
0: Wow. The younger girls. You said the diet. I'm a certified nutritionist. What is your diet like? Yeah.
2: Well, me, I have a, I have a, a pretty regular diet. I'm not, I don't eat super healthy, and I don't eat um, unhealthy either. It's kind of in the middle. I tried different types of diets uh, for my injuries. You know, I've tried to do gluten free. I tried to cut out meat. Um, but as a tennis player, you burn so many calories, and I work out six hours a day. And I tried that, and I would just cramp up, and I would cramp because I wasn't getting enough protein and nutrients. So I had to find the balance of Okay, I need to still, you know, eat healthy, but then I also can't cut out everything because my body just wasn't responding well to it. Yeah. So the
0: gluten was because of the infl- uh inflammatory, because it's an inflammatory. Like...
2: Yeah, it I think it's supposed to help your tendons, like you know, get it rid- it's supposed to be better for your tendons. And I had patella tendonitis. Oh, but yeah. my my body, I would just be so tired and I was like, Yeah, I gotta find a balance
0: inflammation that's the word (laughs) yeah
2: inflammation exactly so i had to find a middle ground and now i'm doing pretty good i keep it i have a good diet now
1: with that after after a victory of course yeah what's your food and drink of choice
2: pizza oh oh my god that's an easy one pizza all day uh drink uh, like a pizza and a coke i could drink that i could eat and drink that all the time if I could. I had to cut back on it, but...
0: A <laughs> pizza and a Coke. Coke. My yeah. girl is awesome. She need a commercial.
2: Right. <laughs> but I'm a pizza junkie ever since I was little. I, and that I was hard to let go a little bit, but I had to cut <laughs> back.
0: I just made homemade pizza tonight.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> pizza restaurants uh, uh, in the bubble? Huh? Pizza restaurants in the bubble?
2: ah uh, there, there's probably something there's like an Italian I saw downstairs and you know like I said I keep it in the middle you know I don't completely cut everything out but if I have you know now I have two weeks until the tournament so one day if I eat a little bit it's not going to kill me <laughs> yeah awesome
0: what are you most looking forward to during this tournament besides winning of course mm-hmm. winning is the ultimate
2: but mm-hmm. what else are you
0: looking forward
2: to um you know like I've told a few people I think this time around you know with everything with COVID not being able to play for pretty much seven months now um I don't know you kind of get this like this feeling of you you just miss it like you miss playing you miss competing and you know maybe you look back and you're like wow I took a lot of things for granted you know being able to just wake up and go and travel to my tournaments and and I feel like I have a new kind of like uh, understanding, and I'm just I'm just so grateful to play more than anything, and I just want to go out and, and enjoy this experience and not put too much pressure on myself like I've done in the past. Um, because I'm just it's just lucky that I even get to play. So I'm kind of going into it with that mentality a little bit. Aww. Yeah.
1: This is Cherry's World. You can bend and squeeze it, squish it, squash it, toss it. It's the stress scan it some healing mode. Through the ceiling. You can bend it, squeeze it, squish it, squash it, toss it. It's a stress phone. Scan it for some healing motivation through the ceiling. You
0: can get yours today at stressphone.com. And by the way, the stress phone is a black-owned business. It's a stress
1: phone. Uh talk to me about, and maybe I know this is like a big thing on the men's side, but I don't mm-hmm. know. Sports enhancement drugs and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Reason why I ask that is that um, I know when people are training, mm-hmm. uh, they might go to GNC get get some stuff, and you know, right? How do you all know what you can and can't take, especially if they're selling it over the like? I don't yeah. know. You might not need none of that stuff, but uh, is that something that you guys have to worry about or think about?
2: Yeah, um, they're super strict about that. Um, so in tennis, they actually have like a WTA like whereabouts. So some players. They can show up anytime. You could be anywhere. You could be at home. You could be on vacation, and they can show up and drug test you pretty much anytime they want. And it's gotten so strict now, where they they've made like a website, and um, it literally shows you everything that's banned and and what's allowed. So people go off of that. So
0: you have to go and try to remember what was on that website. Like, oh, I can handle Tylenol because Tylenol. Yeah.
2: Even, even, even a cough syrup now, that could literally be on the on the ban list. So that we have to literally look out and be careful for every single thing we take. It doesn't matter if it's like uh, Advil, ibuprofen, whatever it is.
1: Wow.
0: That's amazing and kind of scary, too. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it is. What it is,
1: marijuana but- now? Uh- as they, have they lifted it up? I know they lifted it in major league baseball. Working on the NBA,
2: mm-hmm.
1: tennis. Have they?
2: So, so tennis, I know now it's like allowed out of competition, but you have to have like a two-week gap or something okay. uh, for it. For it, um, as long as it's out of competition, you're allowed to do it now. Okay. Which probably I think players were doing it anyway. And now they just kind of were like, you know what, whatever. Like, we'll give you a few weeks. You're just, you cannot be in competition and, and do it. That's all.
0: Okay. Wow. I never, thought, yeah. I never, I never thought, I never played anything, but I never thought about that aspect. I didn't know that they could just come in and test you whenever they want, wherever they want.
2: Yeah. Anywhere. Like there were people that they were literally like in the Maldives or like on the other side on vacation, like on their honeymoon and they could literally show up and test you there
0: damn who yeah they're
2: serious about it that's gangster first of all (laughs) it is but it's weird i don't know like okay so like as an
0: actress i've gotten to work with some pretty incredible people and it takes some time some time for me to like stop my giggle because i am a fan you know i love other people who have walked my path especially those who did it before me. Have you ever had to play against somebody that you were a fan of and it kind of took you a second to turn around and be like, all right, I'm gonna be cool because I got to beat them now.
2: Right. <laughs> like, well, I played a couple. Um, last year, I played against Caroline Wozniacki um, in the semifinal of a WTA. And a few months later, I played against uh, Muguruza, who was like two in the world at the time. Yeah. And both of them, I'm actually huge fans of. Um, and when I played Wozniacki, you know, it took me like midway through the first set, like I was down like five one, and I was like, "Wait, like come on, like step out of it," you know. Like I was almost like, like more focused on her, and then you know I snapped out. Because <laughs> she
0: was, was like, "Oh, look how she swing. Right.
2: I was like, "Okay, Sasha, focus. Like you're here to win, whatever." And then I turned it around, and it was a really close match. I ended up losing. Um, but then when I played Muguruza, the girl that was three in the world, I already knew how it felt to play like an idol. So I went out and I was like, I'm ready. I was like, I'm ready. And I got it. And I got that win. And I was like, you know, and that gave me a lot of confidence. So
1: has it ever been the reverse? Has you ever like, you know, uh, players can always tell when another player is like in awe of you. Have you ever noticed that when when you've been on the uh, court and another player might be like, oh, that's Sasha.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think even um, I used to, uh, not used to, even now, like I practice with uh, Coco, Coco golf a lot. Oh. And um, the first the first time we kind of hit, um, you know, they were they're so nice. Like her family is so nice. And, and you know, her dad came up. And he was like, oh, my God, like uh, my daughter, like looks up to you guys so much like you and Sloan. And that was kind of in the beginning. And she's she's doing awesome. Like she's, you know, she's killing it and she's going to be a really, really good player. But that's a, probably the only thing I could think of. And,
0: oh. and even now
2: we practice together and stuff.
0: So do you tell the ladies like either well probably after right you don't want to tell them before but do you tell them like this has been an amazing experience i really look up to you i'm a fan or do you
2: honestly uh on the tour it's like a doggy dog kind of thing like you know there's just not a lot of like like friendships like outside of the courts you know everybody's kind of here with their own team and they kind of stay to themselves um, the men are a little bit more open, like, you know, you'll see them, you know, eating together and hitting together more, but the girls, you know, it's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit tick for tat, you know, here and there and fierce. Yeah, it's More fierce. You know, people don't want to get too close. So, you know, close to friendships, which is understandable. We're all, we're literally playing to beat each other. You know, it's an individual sport mm-hmm. and I get it, but it's a little bit different.
1: <laughs> what kind of, what kind of, uh, can I curse you or Yeah kind of shit talking do uh, tennis players do like when y'all when y'all when y'all going against each other like you look like a type that got some words for some people
2: <laughs> I've had my moments I've let I've let it go and I have my moments but exactly. I think tennis in particular it's like I said it's more of like a proper you yeah. know kind of sport like you can't make noise during points right. um the fans you can't make and you have to be silent throughout the points so People, you know, if you say anything bad toward the opponent, like you get a point penalty. So it's not like those other sports where you could just say it and it doesn't matter, you know? No, it's
0: quiet. And there's a mic down there. Yeah. Let me tell you, my ignorant self, my first time, (laughs) I actually got to go to one of the opens, right? Yeah. Serena was playing. Oh, God. I didn't know. I mean, I yeah. because I knew it was proper, but I couldn't help myself. The, oh, came out of my mouth. And right. And at me, and I was like, ah! Oh, <laughs> okay, you had to let it go. I couldn't hold <laughs> anymore. But yeah. they looked at me like, that was the most horrible thing I had ever done, and I was like, yo, I go to basketball, football games,
2: my bad. Yeah. Yeah, like I told you, it's, tennis is a very white collar, like they just really bougie. You know, you can't make noise. You can't cheer too loud. You know, it's, you know, it's just they different.
0: Don't, they don't even want you guys,
2: uh, like, when you Yeah, talk- they complain that the girls are too loud. So it's just different. It's a whole different sport.
1: So what you thought about Serena when she started crit walking?
2: Oh my God, that was awesome. I think she should have done, she should do more of that. Like, you know, for me, I would, I would love to see them do more, more of that stuff. Talk about Black Lives Matter more. You know, because they have such a big platform.
1: Do that. Uh, Where there's stuff on there. Tennis players. I'm surprised you said that you guys are wearing that. Uh, I'm surprised they're letting you guys do that. Well, I'm I'm planning to do it.
2: Um, there's a I know there's one other uh, guy that plays Francis Tiafo. He's another high ranked uh, American men player. Um, he was wearing the mask today, but I don't know. I don't think a lot of people are going to be willing to do it. You know, maybe they're they don't want to make things like uncomfortable, but I already made it clear, you know, me and my team, you know, we're gonna all wear wear the shirts. I'm gonna go on court with the shirt. Um, Beautiful. you know, because I think it's important. And I think it's just, you know, we can't just forget about that just because of, you know, all these sports and all you know, all these things are coming back. We can't just kind of ride over it like it's not happening, you know?
0: I commend you for that.
2: Yeah. Please support. Do you guys have yeah. to play with your mask on? No, we just have to walk around with it around the courts. Mm-hmm. And uh, even when we go on for the match, we have to wear it, but then we can take it off after.
0: I was like, that's just too much. Like, you can't. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you already
0: can noise. Yeah. But you gotta be able to breathe. Exactly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like I told you, there's all these restrictions. And, and I don't even think we're allowed to go out with, um, like, masks that have logo on it. But I'm still going out with my Breonna Taylor, Black Lives Matter, everything. So <laughs> I know I'm gonna get some backlash from it, but
0: But they can't stop you from playing.
2: No, no, no. They can't stop me from playing. The they can't stop me from they can't really do anything, to be honest. Um Beautiful. you know.
1: <laughs> you done got you a nice little bag since you've been playing. What's the craziest thing you ever spent your money on?
2: Um, you know, I'm very kind of conservative like I don't overspend like I save my money and like I I started investing since I was you know 21 22 um because I want by the time I'm done with tennis I don't have to worry about anything and and I can start relaxing but you know I bought myself a nice car when I was uh 20 and I played my first US Open I bought a Mercedes um I was able to help my mom like pay for her house um but I just—I'm more of you know—I'm not really like a flashy kind of person that, like, buys all these things. I buy nice stuff for myself, but you know I'm not gonna go out and buy you know, <laughs> you know, thousands of dollars worth of stuff. It's—it's it's not my personality. Not a Mercedes.
1: Huh? Not a Mercedes.
2: Yeah, I have a Mercedes. I have a GLA. Oh.
1: oh. Yeah. <laughs> I Here you—you remember, you remember, you? You remember the story behind the Mercedes, do
2: you? Mm-hmm. Oh, Okay.
1: Well, never mind. I have, a, I have a friend that's in love with a girl who drives a mercedes i think the same kind you just said so
2: oh wow it's a nice car i don't know i don't blame you.
0: it's a great car that's cute so son is gonna buy my daughter a benz
2: oh, oh yeah.
1: nice <laughs> i do how old your daughter is they're children
2: <laughs> yeah
1: in the future maybe in the future
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Being, uh Lamborghinis and Mercedes benzes is what they talk about.
2: Right. Yeah. yeah I'm not really that big into cars though, but I like Mercedes. It's but that's cool. so
1: good to see that you know your era, your generation mm-hmm. is being so responsible. Um, mm-hmm. because, like I like my friends that made it. They didn't get half the bag that you got, and they they tricked it off quick. You
2: right? I mean? Yeah.
1: You know what I'm saying? So that's a salute to you for you know being so responsible.
2: Yeah, I know. I know they go out and buy all this fancy stuff, but you got to be smart. You got to invest, and
1: yeah. you
2: know make your money grow and and keep making it when you finish playing.
1: <laughs> this is Cherry's world. Some girls do, some girls don't. Some girls will, some girls won't. Some girls quit, some girls try. But let me tell you about one that's fly. I met this pretty thing named Kate. She was locked up for a moving weight. Reading is how she escapes. Her favorite rappers, Snoop Dogg and Drake. I just want to take her on a date. Grab a double, double fries and a shake. Excited about her release date. You can find you a soul inmate. Here girls the reading. life sentence check out
0: some of the gorgeous ladies on incarceratedbeauties.com and find your soul inmate now this is cherry's
1: world hey, get into your business a
0: little bit yeah go for it hear about the male athletes and the groupies right okay growing up in entertainment i am firm and i've been telling courtney for years these mm-hmm. are the worst i don't know yeah Yes. So, can you tell? Like, can you explain to people the whole aspect and how hard it is to like go out and date and how their groupies are real? Right.
2: No, it is a real thing. Like, you know, with my, I get flooded with DMs and and you know, it's, it's only guys like you know sending me these DM messages. It's a, it's a real thing, and, and it's not just women that just you know just right. following around the guys. This vice versa.
0: And they're gold diggers, too. Like, men are gold. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They want you just because they're trying to get what's in your purse. Um, Yeah. I was explaining that to (laughs) people. How do men ask women for money? And I was like, oh, you'd be surprised.
2: You'd be really surprised. Yeah. You'd be surprised.
1: Yeah. How, How do they ask you for money?
2: Well, they don't ask me, like, they haven't asked me directly for money, but I've had men, you know, um... You know, even kind of the I've dated someone before where it was like it was almost like I had like a child. Like I was like I'm only like 23. Like I don't need to be taking care of anybody. Like it should be the other way around. And you know, maybe he saw I was an, a, an athlete and and you know I don't know what he thought, but yeah, he thought I he had, had a ball
0: ticket. He had yeah.
2: Ticket. So. I've been there. I know. Right. Exactly. And it's hard because you don't know who's really nice or you don't know who's like genuine or you know somebody even if they are really nice sometimes maybe they have a another agenda or you know there was one where um you know he wanted me to do all these he was always asking me to do these events like oh do you want to do this uh fundraiser like or do you want to be a part of this thing i'm just like i don't know like why are you like automatically just assuming i'm gonna like sign up to do all these events for you you know He had yeah. to
0: prove that he was smashing a girl. <laughs> I can't tell you how, I've talked to Courtney so many times, and Courtney's yeah. like one of those really nice gentleman, so he don't get it. I said, yeah. Courtney, all the dudes that I dated only dated me so that they could go around and say, I smashed a chick from Punky Brewster. As corny as it sounds, yeah, they want to walk around, oh, you know, Sasha in the U.S. Open, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I
2: like, that's real. It is real. It's real. Like, I feel like they're just more like, like, uh, silent about it. Like, it's a little bit more sneaky in a way, you know? They're
0: sneaky. That's what it is. They're sneaky because they don't want to play themselves with their boys, they don't want them to. Right. Just, I'm just gonna throw this out here with Sasha on here. Anybody walking around talking about, yeah, 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 you know, I used to they, they groupies, boo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm calling all them out to their homeboys, they all groupies, yes, groupies. And get in her bag, they try right.
1: to- like mm-hmm. my friends give me a hard time, it's like, yeah, your wife got a job, so I just couldn't imagine, you know, just because my wife has a job, like,
0: yeah, so. You're What's wrong with that? What's well, wrong? Yeah, so that's great.
1: Wrong. There's nothing wrong with that, but what I'm saying is, I couldn't imagine if I <laughs> if I had a tennis player, they would make fun of me. Oh, you just living off of like they get them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like <laughs> I don't know those type of guys that would that are looking to like living no, with a woman or like that's the usually the reverse. Like I know some guys that'll meet you and maybe they'll say, "All right, when you turn thirty, you no more tennis. I'm taking care." Right. Of you. Like, right, kind of you know, which
2: is what my boyfriend now is like, you know.
0: <laughs> so, saying, we don't usually meet those kind. We meet the kind that comes to your house the first time or to pick you up or something. They right. make arrangements to move in. They try to leave toothbrushes and drawers, and you like right. I just let you use the bathroom.
2: Right, exactly. <laughs> ah, what your toothbrush do? <laughs> right, and I'm not saying all of them have been like that. Like, there's been some nice. There's been some nice, like friendly guys and. You know there's been nice ones and but you know it is what it is, <laughs> but the is real.
0: she's being a nice girl to groupies is real
2: yeah there are there are groupies
1: as well but <laughs> i don't know those type of guys
0: <laughs> so you're yeah in a relationship now right mm-hmm. do you find the relationship like what kind of relationship do you have because for me it's been really hard to maintain relationships and work mm-hmm. because- you to always be there answering the phone men expect you to be accessible and to babysit their feelings sometimes i just ain't got time for that if i've been talking and working all day no i'm not gonna call you and check in because i didn't went to the hotel and went to sleep i travel please preach oh my god preach so you have had to deal with that as well
2: it's tough no i'm telling you and that's i think that's the main reason why i've kind of you know, I just, I almost like let it go for a little bit. Cause I'm like, I don't have time to like, I already have a lot on my plate. Like I train six hours a day. You know, when I come home, I just want to relax. You know, I don't always want to be up and, and I, and I travel and it is what it is. And that's just my life. You know, I can't, sometimes I'm going to be home for some weeks and sometimes I'm going to be gone for a month. And, um, with my boyfriend now, he has his own business and, um, he has a really successful show on YouTube. So he's always working as well and it's to the point where you know I'll be gone for a couple of weeks he'll do two more weeks of work and he'll be busy and we'll meet you know for a little bit afterward and we'll just make it work and yeah. he understands my life and he doesn't he put has pressure his on me all life yes he has his own life he has his own business he makes his own money so you know it's it's easy men ask me
0: that question all the time how come entertainers stick with entertainers and I said, it's not, it's, first of all, you date who you're around. And second of all, if you work a nine to five, you got too much free time for any entertainer that I know
2: because
0: mm. you think that we're supposed to be your entertainment. Right. You don't have time to entertain you. You're going to have to find that elsewhere.
2: Right. And yeah, I just, I just don't have, I don't have the time for it and you know, the babysitting and the, oh, you know, I'll be, I'm coming back home soon. Like, no, I'll be back when I'm done with my tournament and, and you know, I like play these matches, and I'll be back. And and I, my boyfriend now, he's really great. You know, he's he's like, listen, I don't want you to even think about coming back. He was like, win those matches, and I'll see you when I see you. I love you, know?
0: you. <laughs> I'm gonna you on that one. Right. It's so important to have that supportive because relationships can mess up your whole focus, your whole goal. Mm-hmm. I know, as far as an actor, like I'm going to work and I'm not playing myself. Mm. But if you in my ear getting on my nerves, mm. and then they go say action, I can't make nobody laugh. I'm irritated. Right. Yeah, it throws you off, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Wow. So you somebody... Deal with those guys and be like, "Hey, who's who, who's that guy over there? Who's that?" Yeah. Guy
2: <laughs> well, see, I just that's why I can't even deal with. So I just already, I already pick up on that, like from the beginning. You know, like I just need to be with somebody who's mentally strong and they just understand and. I can't spend extra energy like explaining it to you. Who's that guy? I don't know. He's some guy. It doesn't matter. I don't know him.
1: You ever heard a guy be like, "Why your tennis skirt so short?"
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't been with any of those yet. Cause I got my
1: balls in it. That's why.
2: <laughs> right. Like I haven't. I haven't experienced those. Any of those. But
1: I was just talking to. Hey, I think you just saw us talking to him, but um. What do you think about, like, um, I was talking about how the WNBA needs better marketing. And I said, like, they play basketball. Like, you guys play tennis. Men Mm -hmm. play tennis. You guys wear two different uniforms. And I think that, like, someone can actually, if they don't play tennis, they can still wear what you wear, whether to work out or just Mm -hmm. market for that. I don't see women wearing hoop shorts and and jerseys. That's something that guys do. And I think that they A whole market because they don't play in something that other women could wear.
2: Mm. How,
1: how do you feel about that? Is that sexist on me? I'm just trying to see, like, how do you market women women's sports? I mean, tennis. I remember when I was in high school. I was I was in the '90s. All the yeah. girls wear those tennis skirts. They used to, look yeah. Like, the Nike, right? Skirts. Yeah. I'm to saying. Like, what do the WNBA got?
2: Yeah. No, that's a really good point, and I actually I've never I haven't thought about that until you you just brought it up. But I feel like with tennis, um, it is one of those things where you you don't have to be on the court to wear the stuff. Like people could wear it to the gym, you know. You wear tennis outfits, you know, going for you know a walk on the beach, wherever, whatever. It's like, and I do see your point where as in the WNBA, you know, women are going to want to be walking around in like a a vest and long basketball shorts. You know, I mean, unless they're going to bed at night, but it's not. That's interesting. I don't. I feel like maybe they should market that a little bit differently. So I don't think it's like
1: sexist or anything. It's just the reality. So, so me saying that the WNBA players should wear sports bras and leggings.
0: But okay, so I well, mean, mm, everybody had uh, a stomach out.
2: Yeah, I mean, maybe they don't have to wear sports bras and le- I mean, maybe they could wear something a little bit more. Like uh, feminine that'll appeal to more women, I would say. What? But... Mm-hmm.
0: No, everybody ain't wearing no sports bra, no body suits, Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: what they, If yeah. you go to the gym, that's what women wear.
2: Yeah. No, I get your point. I get it. I don't think it's sexist, but there's probably a fine line, a fine line in there somewhere. I I don't know. That's a tough one.
0: Maybe some tighter jerseys that look more like tank top.
2: Like me, I would prefer to wear I personally I wouldn't want to wear long basketball shorts and and a baggy top because I just that's just not my style, but that's just me. You know, I would want to wear something a little bit more comfortable, something more a little bit more feminine, but if they're comfortable in it, I don't know.
1: And I'm just saying that because they're saying that like I like I'm not a bird, but I googled and seen like okay, yes, I should have brought it. Yeah bread. So what I'm saying is like, they're complaining, not complaining, but they're saying that they want to make the same kind of money the men make. Well, you can market the men from head to toe, mm-hmm. head to hands, to the socks, to the shoes. Right. I don't see a market for what they wear on the court uh, for anything. So that's what I'm saying. If they wear what women wear to the gyms and when they're sweating and stuff like that, then they can probably sell that stuff. Right now, I don't see nobody want to sell a female basketball jersey who's wearing a female basketball jersey
2: and that's and you know yeah and I feel like you have a good point like I said personally I wouldn't you know wear wear that um and it's also not really stylish either like I don't know a lot of the stuff isn't that stylish um but you know if they're comfortable in it and I don't know I don't know that's a tough one (laughs)
0: last question for you Okay. If you're in the gym, and you're working out, or you're about to go out to a, the court. Do you have a theme song? Mm. Is there something that you listen to that
2: you play in your ear to get ready? I listen to everything. I, I listen to all kinds of music, but I, you know, I listen to you know more like hip hop kind of stuff before I'm going out. You know, like I'll do like Eminem or The Baby or something like upbeat. You know, The Baby is my favorite rapper right now um so i've been listening to him a lot but i just get something upbeat that'll get me going you know and 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 to stay focused that kind of thing
1: awesome. Cherry likes the baby too don't you chair <laughs> i love the baby
2: oh
0: he's teasing me because i don't know who the baby is. <laughs> oh you don't know <laughs> no but i'm gonna find out after the,
1: interview. She know the music when she hears.
0: it <laughs> oh i might know the song but i just don't know i'm old baby i'm i'm 44 years old I don't know who the cool people. Stop it. Really? Courtney keeps me young. And hearing stuff from people <laughs> like... 40. Because now I'm going to go Google
2: the Baby. <laughs> D-A <laughs> Baby. <laughs> oh, You'll like God. his music. Download some of his music. You'll like it. I was going to say, I
0: probably might know the song, but I just don't know who it is. Okay, look him up. <laughs>
2: and
1: I might- what song she should start off with, with the Baby?
2: Um... I really like Bop. There's a song called Bop.
1: Really?
2: Okay, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna listen to it and then I'm gonna slide in your DMs. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm gonna I'll, I'm gonna quiz you on it then. Really? <laughs> That's at good. least two songs. Give him at least two songs.
0: That's it. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna let you go because I want you to get your rest. I want you to train hard, and I want you to know that we are rooting for you, baby.
2: Thank you. Thank you. And it was so nice to talk to both of you. It was really, wow. I'm so happy. Thank you for having me." No, thank she
1: you so much for Welcome to Jerry. To you by Less is More Events, get Lime Lime. Some girls do, some girls don't. Some girls will, some girls won't. Some girls quit, some girls try. But let me tell you about one that's fly. I met this pretty thing named Kate. She was locked up for a moving weight. Reading is how she escapes. Her favorite rapper Snoop Dogg and Drake. I just want to take her on a date. Grab a double double fries and a shake. Excited about her release date. You can find you a soul inmate. It goes to reading
2: life
1: sentence check out some of the gorgeous ladies on incarceratedbeauties.com and find your soul inmate now what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health shop now at hero.co